Today's business environment is being reshaped by the novel approach to boardroom dynamics, where diversity in gender, ethnicity, and skills is not just encouraged, but seen as essential for impactful decision making. Today, we'll discuss how the inclusion of women in these roles goes beyond mere representation, fostering a culture where diverse leaders truly influences and advances strategic business outcomes. Healthcare entrepreneurs, are you ready to rewrite the rules for your business so you can have more time off, a great team, and more income while creating a positive social impact? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provider's Edge. I'm your host, Sabrina Rumbach. I'm a provider, an international peak performance keynote speaker, and a best-selling author. Let's open the gateway to profitability for you today. My guests and I help healthcare entrepreneurs and startup founders like you break through barriers so you can control your business, control your life, and control your future. This is your defining moment to be a disruptor in healthcare. Hi everyone, welcome back. This is your host Sabrina Rambach and today we have an exciting show for you and of course we're always here to celebrate those who are change makers in the healthcare space and then we have Andrea Anderson here with us today and we met at Women's Leadership Summit at Chicago last year, uh, part of Modern Healthcare. What a diverse, amazing group of women that uh, everyone who has spoken on stage and just that collaboration part of really wanting to get to know each other. I think we got connected simply was at the coffee line and getting ourselves drink before we sat down and just had amazing conversation and continue to grow and uh, to learn about her work. And so she is the director of partner solutions and executive search at Humanity Health. Uh, you can find more information at humanityhealth.net, where she is responsible for executive and board of director search in the healthcare and life sciences industry. She is the chair of membership committee for the Atlanta chapter of the Private Director Association. Uh, and I go to Atlanta, actually, every quarter. So I will definitely hit you up next time I'm in town in April. <laughs> Absolutely. And she is such a wealth of knowledge, amazing people to be around because she is truly amazing connector. Uh, Andrea has over 20 years of experience as an international human resource and talent mm -hmm. professional and is an expert at developing strategies around identifying and cultivating diverse talent for executive level and board of director roles. So I'm so excited for her to be here. Uh, she lives in Long Island, New York. So we used to be neighbors. I grew up in New Jersey. <laughs> okay. So Andrea, 
please tell us uh, more about yourself. I know I can never do a great justice uh, for you for all the attributes and then the, all the fun experience you brought together. Um, what was the journey like brought you into healthcare and especially focusing on talent? Yeah, well, it wasn't a straight line. Most of our careers are not. I went to school, I got a bachelor's and master's degree in international affairs. And no, that does not mean that I have boyfriends all around the world. Uh, I was going to be a diplomat. Um, and after uh, two stints overseas, I went uh, on a service project with Operation Crossroads Africa and built a school in the Gambia. Operation Crossroads Africa is the program that the Peace Corps was modeled after. And I came back. And then uh, in my, my first graduate program, I wrote my master's thesis in Sri Lanka. It was uh, a, a, an economic development uh, thesis, import substitution versus export promotion. I won't bore you with the details, but uh, I had fully intended to work overseas in um, economic development and poverty alleviation. Uh, that did not happen. I actually got a job uh, working for a consulting firm around international labor reports and started my career consulting around expatriate compensation data and international human resources. And after being in the private sector for a few years and experiencing uh, a very similar economy to now where there was a lot of downsizing going on, I said, well, I've studied the public sector. If I'm going to work in the private sector, I should go back and and learn the private sector. And that's when I went to Columbia Business School and got my MBA in finance and marketing. But I went back into talent because I realized that I could um, be a part of a conversation. Uh, when CEOs visited Columbia, inevitably they said one of the top three things that kept them up at night is whether or not they had the right people in the right roles to uh, move the company forward. So I felt like I had a lot to add to that conversation um, and could be an ambassador, a corporate ambassador that really understood business and understood people dynamics. So that's how I got into, uh, into HR. I now work for, um, and, and I started actually, um, I, was, I worked in multiple industries, but once I got into healthcare, I actually fell in love with it because I felt like uh, that is a way that I could uh, really have an impact. Um, and I, I, I've never wanted to leave. And since working in healthcare, uh, I've had so much lived experience that has really deepened my affection and my passion for the industry. Um, I now work for Humanity Health, as you mentioned, which is a career acceleration platform for women and people of color in healthcare and life sciences. And what intrigued me about what Humanity Health was doing was the ability to work on both sides of the equation. So in executive search, most people know that a company will retain my, my services to help them identify um, people, candidates for a hard to fill role or on a confidential search or, or something like that. But I also wanted to work on the candidate side. I wanted to make sure that I was able to be transparent. So let them know exactly what the company was looking for and where they fit in sort of the, uh, this, the grand scheme of those uh, capabilities that they were looking for. 
and Humanity Health offers that. In addition, because we have two sides of the business, one being the traditional executive search side and the other being this network where we're really uh, amplifying, connecting, endorsing, and supporting the change makers in the network, of which you are one, I'm proud to say. And that's important to me too, because what I've found over the course of my career in talent, which hasn't only been talent acquisition, I've I've done talent management, succession planning, executive coaching, high potential development. I've really worked across the talent life cycle. But what I've found is that women and people of color in particular don't necessarily have a skills gap because there are so many talented people there. They have a network gap. They need someone who's going to be in the rooms that they're not in speaking their name. They need someone who's going to bang the table and say, I want Sabrina to get that opportunity. I believe in her and I want to give her that chance. And what we're trying to create are these communities that are intersectional and will help amplify uh, and, and accelerate the trajectory of our members' careers by providing this network, supportive community, executive development opportunities, and executive learning. So I've said a lot, and but that is the synopsis of my journey of how I started and, and how I arrived at where I am today. It's amazing. I mean, I love everyone's journey um, uh, that we have so far. And it is so uh, also refreshing for everyone to hear. It's okay. We don't take that straight path. We all come and go just like myself i started in neuroscience public health thinking i really wanted to do community assessment creating programs but at the end of the day i wanted to attach myself to that surgical part of mine right like the hands-on really making life-changing surgeries for people but then guess what i do now went back to that side of uh, performance sciences and the helping health tech businesses to create that visibility, credibility. Now we can shift in and out our role and go back to our root, whatever we connected more. And all these paths that we took on are actually made us who we are today. And that the thing I believe, Andrea, don't you see that a lot of talents out there, they do change different positions um, or perhaps the similar position in different organization, once they are truly connected with the organization, super aligned with the mission, who they are is about putting the right people in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I also wanted to definitely talk more into your role of picking, right? Getting these uh, big commitment into Humanity Network. It, we have hundreds of um, leaders within healthcare in that network. How did you initially to say, I truly believe in them and this is what I see my career also going to help them to build this network? Well, I really bought into the vision of the founder um, and I have personally experienced uh participating in very supportive networks. Even when I was in a role that where I might have been um, challenged internally, but having that external support, um, having those ex external champions that could champion me outside of the organization, amplify my profile, which would make 
some of the my colleagues think, hmm, maybe we should listen to what she's saying if she's getting this, you know, these accolades externally or if she's getting this attention. And I've seen that happen. And a lot of times people really will focus internally, which is they're not wrong, but you also have to build strong external networks as well. And one of the things that we do, which is very important to me, is board search. And, I, and I'm very passionate about making sure that women and people of color who are seriously underrepresented in the boardrooms across America make sure that there are more opportunities because that also is another way to amplify, to, uh, to build a, a network and to even uh, fill in some skills. Uh, so if there are gaps in your skills, there are opportunities to do that through board service. I'm, I'm so passionate about it that not only do I do paid board search, but I also, as you mentioned, a membership chair for the uh, Atlanta chapter of the Private Directors Association. I am a member of How Women Lead, which uh, leadership committee for Get On Board Week to make sure that women uh, are prepared and and have access to opportunities for um, c- corporate board service. And I am part of a movement uh, to ensure that the legislation and the uh, energy around increasing representation of women and people of color in boardrooms continues. Um, and, and so want to make sure that we, that we stay the course and that we increase the numbers. And we've made some progress in 2022, but there's, there's more to go. The introduction of more women into leadership roles and boardrooms is a game changer for the corporate world and small to medium-sized businesses alike. These women are not just filling positions. They're reshaping how businesses think and operate. Their approach to leadership often integrates empathy, inclusivity, and a nuanced understanding of customers' and employees' needs. With their anticipation, conversations shift emphasizing different aspects of business and society, such as sustainability, employee well-being, and corporate responsibility. It's a ripple effect. When women are given the opportunity to lead, they inspire others, foster a culture of mentorship, and pave the way for more inclusive business practices. Their leadership signifies a broader movement toward more equitable, thoughtful, and holistic business strategies. Hey there, fellow healthcare entrepreneurs. Reach out to me, Sabrina Rombach on LinkedIn. Let's connect and explore how we can elevate your healthcare business. Now, let's dive into the second half of our show. For sure, because it's such a new network, yet we have been growing very rapidly in it to offer different events and teaching. And just like you're saying, um, you are someone who definitely understand the value of getting yourself out there and then getting women out at the level of service and the title and then position. We are fully capable and beyond capable to do. We just need to know how to trust ourselves and find the right path of getting us there 
with mentorship, and you have been that driver to really show us the way that we can do it in the right light. And myself, for having an executive position, I love being fractional board because sometimes、mm-hmm. I feel like I grow faster than some of the companies I'm with. So everyone need to be able to say what type of organization, where do you feel comfortable, and sometimes just like myself. You have to create a position for yourself by being proactive on finding the gaps in these organizations you so wanted to involve in. And we heard many stories.、Um, even people、uh, who will tell you, "I don't think you have a really small chance of getting that position," but your enthusiasm, your curiosity, your proactively of reaching out to everyone. In that community and want to learn, want to be that support will definitely help in so many different ways. So,、uh, what are some things,、uh, Andrea? Actually, you seen that people perhaps have mistaken where you should.、Uh, we should really think about a、uh, certain things as a woman wanted to represent themselves more and getting those board positions. That's a great question. So. First, I I want everyone to understand that they have something to offer, that they're valuable, and that、um, look at the expertise that you have and and find a way to make those contributions because we need to be in those boardrooms, we need to be involved in those decisions and determining the priorities and the the strategic direction of those companies. And I can't think of anywhere else where it's more important than in healthcare. Because、um, if you have a boardroom full of men, they're not prioritizing、uh, issues around women's health.、Um, they're not. They're not able to understand the the challenges and innovate around that. And you need a diverse group at the table to really say this is a thing. I, I don't think men are thinking about menopause. Why would they? And you need somebody in the room to say this is a big issue, and we need to put some resources towards it. And 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 just to add to that, not only in the boardroom, we need more female investors, and that's another passion project of mine, which I will talk about later. But so first, to answer your question, is to really raise your hand. To really、uh, get prepared, to really think about board service, because we need more women to start thinking about it. And secondly, is to get prepared to understand what the governance landscape is for for corporate board service. Lots of people think about public companies, but they don't think about private companies. They don't think about family-owned businesses. They don't think about ESOPs. They don't,、um, which are employee stock option. Uh, Uh, program uh, co- companies, employee-owned companies, I should say.、Uh, they don't think about advisory boards for private equity firms or venture-backed firms, and so there are so many opportunities to serve and lend expertise and influence direction. I want more more women and people of color to think about that. And then、um, I remember meeting you on the coffee line in your stunning emerald green jumpsuit.、Um, Talk to people because really, board service. As much as there are more players in this space, it's still really very relationship based. And someone will say, "You know what? I know Sabrina. I know what her skill sets are. And if we need somebody with her skill sets, you know, I can vouch for her, and we should interview her for a seat on the board." So, think about it, prepare for it, talk to people about it, and raise your hand. 
to serve. That's what I would say. I love it. Yes, it's all about raise your hand to serve. Um, be able to be that problem solver and open your eyes for these opportunities. Because once you start place yourself, have that center of your heart to say, "I can, I will, I am," then everything become more bright in front of you, and you take those opportunity and run with them. And so, I also wanted to flip on the other side, since you like to help the candidates that and those uh, of company organization looking for these board members. What do you think they can more be considerate when they are picking their board members? What do they um, perhaps often miss that they're not considering? That's another great question. So many organizations will focus on the audit committee and finance skills um, and risk, which are which are very important. But there are other skills um, that are becoming more important in the grand scheme of things. So, for example, we are in the middle of an unprecedented um, sh- shortage of skilled talent in healthcare. And the, the, the shortage, the, the workforce gaps are reaching crisis proportions. So having a talent strategist on your board is never more critical than now. And typically, human resources skills have not been valued the same way finance skills have been valued. But it's another skill set, another perspective, another lens that boards need on their team. Um, cybersecurity is another big issue and it's um, increasing in importance. So having someone with cybersecurity skills is important. And so there are these skill sets that are um, emerging as being really critical. And so when you think about diversity and you think about gender diversity and ethnic diversity, you also want to look at your skills matrix and think about diversity in the skill set too. You don't want, uh, you know, um, even just to duplicate, uh, you know, maybe including women with finance skills. If you already have men with finance skills, you want to diverse, be very broad. And that's the way innovation happens because you need different perspectives and different voices um, to be represented as well. So true. And one thing that just piggyback on what you're saying about um, when you're thinking about these uh, human uh, relationship and yes, cybersecurity, because technology are moving super fast nowadays. How are you able to keep up? Right. And then what type of systems do you have? Do you have the basic platform that already matching? We know AI has been like super exponentially increasing with number of users. Are you using the right way in your business that actually help you to increase the, uh, the speed of, uh, going to market or XYZ things that you're doing that you don't have to do uh, use a physical labor? Versus what I also love to say, there's two type of board member that we have to consider is a human behavior specialist on the board because we need to understand the buying behavior of your clients and your individual team behavior. That's how truly peak performance will create. And we also be able to connect better with your clientele. Then the other one, which many people haven't thought about is that chief relationship officer. How are you creating the solid team? Are the people who are having intrinsic 
motivation drives or skill set are actually being supported with other team members. And when they are talking to clients, are they building that solid relationship of trust and believability and appreciation even that people wanted to continue those relationships and have a lifetime value for that customer, right? So these things, I feel like sometimes people just like lump sum, oh, that's HR. Like, no, no, that, that, that need to be actually emphasized and then be valued for these other- and, that, and elevated to the board level. You're absolutely right. And you said two things that are really important. Um, one is uh, that, you know, that relationship. And, and these relationships are moving from one to one to one to many. So you need someone with those digital skills who can create those relationships at scale. And you need uh, the data skills to to really uh, assess, to to really extract insights from the data. Um, the other thing that you said, and 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 it escapes me, but there was there were two things that really struck me as profound. One was the digital, and oh, and, and especially in healthcare because digital is really transform, transforming healthcare. Um, the other one has escaped me. So hopefully it will come back to me as we, as we talk, but um, really thinking about what's missing and where we're going and how um, not only technology, but you know, what, what else could potentially disrupt? Um, because as a board member, rooms of rooms of rooms of your responsibility is to look into the future and manage risks. And one of the risks is the risk of disruption. And so you need to have um, innovators who can see into the future and look around the corners and protect their organizations as good stewards of uh, from the threats that are coming with, you know, from from uh, disruption. Exactly, because we know there are good disruption and then there's a disruption that can hold you back. So we needed to be able to continue to move forward. Perhaps what I mentioned earlier is that AI side of adaptation. Are you able to use? the new tools and functionality in your favor, or you fear for what's coming out of the market and shy away from, then you're not running with the other giants in your space. We need to continue to modify, innovate, just like what Andrea said, to keep up with the standard and quality and the novelty of what we can provide and do. And that also brings me to the next phase. I think all of us, are amazing learners and we love learning and therefore we love to up level in various aspects of our career and our life. So Andrea, what area are you up leveling right now? Well, for me personally, as I think about the impact that I want to have, and then there's something in my eye, excuse me, and the legacy that I want to leave, I've really thought about aligning my values with how I spend my time and my money. And I want to put both of those um, and leverage my relationships on behalf of those innovations that I want to see come to fruition in the world. And so I have recently become started my journey as an angel investor where I can not only support the executives um, that are leading these this innovation. Um, once the company becomes, you know, viable, 
I, I really want to support those ideas as they come to fruition and, and ensure that they do come to fruition. And, and so I've decided to do that as, as an angel investor. And I was just um, accepted into the spring 2023 cohort of Pipeline Angels as I start my angel investing journey. Angel investors in healthcare represents more than financial endowment. It embodies a vision for a healthier, more equitable future. Investors in this space are not just backing companies. They're investing in groundbreaking ideas and people who drive them. They focus on supporting underrepresented entrepreneurs particularly women and founders of color. It's crucial for introducing fresh perspectives and innovations in the healthcare industry. This kind of support extends beyond capital to mentorships, networks, and strategic guidance, bridging the gap between brilliant ideas and the market. These investors are pivotal in building a more inclusive and robust ecosystem where novel solutions to healthcare challenges are not only imagined, but brought to fruition, thus enriching the entire sector. If you haven't already done so, subscribe now for the latest insight and actionable tips from our expert guests. Let's rewrite the rules for your business and create a positive impact in healthcare. Back to the show. That is so exciting. I was just on a LinkedIn audio live for women founders and investors. Uh, and uh, it's a panel of ladies really talking about their journey being investor and as advisors and creating companies. And it's just amazing for us to say we we can be in leader roles in many different facets, and then we can be part of these amazing creations in different ways and truly buying in to their ideas and really show these people that not only you need XYZ, but we can help you, give you that nice warm touch and push for you to get jump started and then go keep going to the next level. And we need to support that. We we need to support that early on. Right now, about two percent of venture capital uh, goes to women founders and founders of color. And if we're going to truly see innovation, we're going to need to change that, um, that statistic. And, and I want to be part of, of that change. Perfect. Amazing. I'm so grateful for you to be here spending time with us. And I'm just always getting so much out of you from all our conversations. So I'm sure people are going to want to reach out to you. And also I, uh, our uh, humanity network group is also an invite uh, group. So how can people get in touch with you or uh, get invited to the network? It is an invite only um, network, uh, but uh, Sabrina can endorse someone into the network um, or they can reach out to me at, at a Henderson at humanityhealth.net and we can talk about um, getting you involved. Um, but there, there are multiple ways to get involved and there, there are multiple ways to really, um, be amplified and be supported and be connected. Um, 
one of the things that I don't know if I made clear is that we're not only supporting uh, executives as employees, but we're also supporting founders and we do make investor introductions as well. So um, for those folks, those entrepreneurs, our network is for you also. Exactly. It's definitely from those of us who are stakeholder level who wanted to help our organization to grow an individual to get into board positions that matches who you are, your mission, and then the bigger world of healthcare we serve and the founder level to really accelerate and grow. Um, feel free to message myself in LinkedIn and Andrea, and we'll definitely put our hands out there and help to give you that leeway to give you the opportunity you so deserve to create your next uh, level in your business and in your career. Uh, I think that is truly my personal mission is to be someone who creates opportunities, who perhaps see opportunities and making those critical connector role because I see healthcare innovations and resource and solutions are rapidly inventing and it definitely needs some of us uh, in the position to simply guide you to to the right way so you can truly flourish and accelerate. Um, thank you so much, Andrea, for spending time with us. Boardrooms embracing diversity, technological innovation, strategic investing, and networking are pivotal in steering companies toward a future of inclusivity, resilience, and innovation. By incorporating various perspectives, focusing on tech trends, backing innovative ideas, and cultivating robust networks, they actively mold the evolving business landscape. Today, we discuss five key points. Number one, women in leadership and board positions trigger significant organizational shifts. Focusing on critical issues like women's health and introducing diverse perspectives that enrich decision-making. It's about impactful participation, not just presence. Number two, boardroom diversity transcendence gender and ethnicity. Demanding a range of skills from digital acumen to understanding human behavior. This diversity is crucial for developing strategies that resonate with both customers and employees. Number three, in healthcare, embracing technologies like AI is vital for innovation and managing disruptive risks. A tech-forward approach in healthcare governance is key to future-proofing the industry. Number four, the role of angel investing in healthcare innovation means supporting women and founder of color is crucial for fostering a diverse and equitable innovation ecosystem. This investment approach is integral to nurturing groundbreaking healthcare solutions. Number five. Effective networking is essential for professionals seeking board roles or career growth, playing a vital role in assessing and creating diverse opportunities and ideas within the broader business community. 
Thank you for listening. Remember, the positive change we're seeking starts right here with me and you. If you are a fan of the show, or if you are just having struggles or success that you're either experienced in the past or are experiencing now in the healthcare industry, these matter to all of us. I want to hear from you. Visit sabrinarombach.com/connect and send me a direct message. Talk soon.